Roger Mortis has a problem. He's dead. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. My name is Malachi and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletcher. End. How's it going? <laughs> that, one, that one was really nice and gentle. I yeah. quite liked it. Yeah. It was quite smooth, like yacht rock kind of. Yeah, like a yogurt. Like a yogurt. Like the, like the stuff, if you will. Okay. How's it going, then, Fletch? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You good? Mm. You look tired, man. I'm you look so tired. tired. I'm a bit tired, but I went out boozing last night by mistake. We're not very spunky today. No. Are we just going to give up again? <laughs> no. So then, Fletch, what are we doing this week? Dead Heat. Dead Heat, 1988. Okay. What Did you enjoy this one? I did. Yeah, it's actually. good. This Cop really drama. Good Cop drama. Yeah. Good. Everyone loves a detective drama. It's, well, a new, it's a New World Pictures film. Yeah. It's got that Corman DNA in it. It has, yeah. It has, well, it's very, very Corman. <laughs> is it? I think it is, yeah. A, a zombie detective solves his own death. That's Solves a, his own murder. That's a pretty good premise. Mm. In the buddy cop genre. Treat Williams. He's a treat on the eyes. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, Joe Piscopo. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a... Comedy guy from America, so I don't know him. Yeah, he also does the voice of an animated cow on a computer game that I've been playing recently. Really? Yeah. Daytime. This one starts in a daytime cityscape. Fletch, no are night you, time. Are we just going straight into it? Well, not unless you've got any trivia. <laughs> trivia pre, pre... I don't know, you were talking about the cast? Oh, the cast, yeah, sorry, yeah, that's that, That's all I've I've noted. There's the guy from Star Trek, isn't it, again? Who? The doctor, doctor from Star Trek, from, from Voyager. Mm-hmm. He's in it, he's been in a few tacks that we've done before. Uh, it's directed by Mark Goldblatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed The Punisher. The first one. Yeah, the Dolph yeah, Lundgren, yeah, the best one. Yeah, the best one. Uh, written by Terry Black. He wrote for Tales of the Crypt. Mm. A daytime cityscape for the first time in a long time. We're not starting a film with a neon nighttime city. Are you disappointed? I am disappointed. But we got bad dudes putting on sex masks in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what but, was with those masks? They are sex masks, aren't they? <laughs> they, they look awful. Yeah. So there's a, a group of uh, felons are going to rob a jewellery store. They, they but instead of putting like... <laughs> like a pair of tights. Yeah, they've got gimp masks on. They've basically. got leather... Leather sex masks. Like so maybe somebody, some of them owned a sex shop and they, you know... <laughs> what? Like used them. Like the director. <laughs> yeah. He's like, put these on. Yeah, put these on. Where'd Where you get these from? <laughs> oh, just, just go. It doesn't matter. Just put them on. Yeah. A lady looks at jewels in the jewellery shop and she says, that's all very nice, but I'm after something a bit more suspenseful. Bam! What? A robbery happens. That's what she says. She doesn't. She does. I'm after something a bit more suspenseful. And then a robbery takes place. That's rubbish. I know it's rubbish. <laughs> Wait, no. I can't say that already. It's no, too early. No, it's too oh, early. That's really good. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect match. Do you want to be dead, old lady? Because here's the chance of a lifetime. <laughs> and they shoot the counter and they take all the diamonds. The shop clerk presses an under-counter alarm. This is where we meet our buddy cops for the first time, driving yeah. around in a red Chevrolet, listening to public domain rock music. <laughs> they, they obviously couldn't afford to pay anyone. It's Doug there, beating away. 
drumming away on the side because he's the cool cop. Yeah. And then you got Roger, Roger Mortis on the other side. He's a right stiff, if you forgive the pun. He's a right stiff. He's in a suit. He's not there going undercover. He that did... pun is unforgivable. It is, yeah. I like the uh, the twist on the classic formula here, though. Because yeah. in no- normal body cop films, you've got the uh, the straight-laced guy and the crazy maverick one. Yeah. But they've decided to... They've switched it. ...forego the straight-laced guy and just have two crazy maverick cops. Yeah, two crazy, crazy They're like, mavericks. why don't we just have two... Yeah. That would make the film even more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> if there's no straight guy... A call comes in from dispatch, Fletch. 2-1-1 in progress. Melrose Place. And Doug says, Woo! Like a kick-ass Dirty Harry. <laughs> Be careful, you can't catch them if you're dead. Oh, oh, oh yeah. There's, oh, a lo- there's a lot of that. Foreshadowing. Yeah. This film's... Oh, about- this film's I've changed my mind. This film's quite good. <laughs> it's good. The Siege. Our heroes are w- arrive and they're greeted by the Doctor from Star Trek. <laughs> Is he's the Doctor from Star Trek, the the hologram Doctor from Voyager, from Vo- oh from Voyager. Yeah. No wonder I didn't recognise. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Voyager. It's fine. There's perps in the jewellery store. They've got automatic we- weapons, and they say, "Do you think it's the Cash and Dash boys?" <laughs> That's what Roger it's says. Snappy. It's yeah, snappy. it's very snappy. It's, I like it. Oh, oh, there's a lot of dialogue in this film. I like it. It's the good. Baddies come out. Freeze, drop your weapons! And the fucking gun battle ensues of a lifetime. And they shoot the shit out of these fucking thieving punks. But they're not dying, Fletch. They're not going down. They're just taking it. They're just taking it. Punks, uh, says, we must have shot them about 50 times, but they're not going down. And Doug says, maybe they're just flesh wounds. Because Doug <laughs> is a funny guy. He's constantly on it. Roger. Isn't everything technically a flesh wound? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. If you get shot in the flesh... Roger takes Star Trek's car and he drives past just as one of the punks is going to throw a hand grenade and he shoots it out of his hand and he (laughs) drops it and he goes, "Uh uh-oh, and just explodes. And then he crushes the other punk with his car. (laughs) This was all pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah. This was so cool. Like, when he hits the the street punk with the car, it looks rad. Yeah, just like... Captain Star Trek is fucking furious. I I like comedies like this. Yeah. Comedies that actually try and have legitimate action in them because it works so well. Yeah. That's how you get die hard. That's how you get die hard, yeah. The chief, as always in these sort of situations, is not happy. It's cost him a lot of money. They're shooting at punks outside a jewellery store and he says, uh, so they're out. If they screw up one more time, you guys are out! But they need to nail the rest of the cash and dash motherfuckers with a 12 inch. Re- he says, I want you to nail the rest of those cash and dash motherfuckers with a 12-inch rail spike. So specific. So, yeah, so our heroes on thin ice, mate. They've got to get the rest of the cash and dash boys. Right, and just like that, we're back to formula. Back angry, to angry police chief. Yeah, exactly. There's been six robberies in the past two weeks. What's the connection, Fletch? What do you, what, what do, who do you think the gang is, Doug says? He says it's different every time. It's always different people, but they come... How do you know it's different people? Well, I don't know. This is it. There's They're no... all wearing gimp masks. How yeah. can they tell? They're heavily armed, working in pairs, and it's usually in broad daylight. And Doug says, yeah, <laughs> and if you shoot them, they don't die. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, sorry. It could be PCP. 
Yeah, PCP famously makes you bulletproof. Yeah. Everyone thinks that, don't they? Yeah. That's what they said about the Terminator. PCP. Yeah. When Angel they dust. shot him, when he, they shot the shit out of him, they were like, oh, he's just on drugs. It's on PCP. Yeah, that's why he ref- won't die. That's why I hit him with my car and he stayed, stayed stood up. Doug says, bullshit, it's not PCP. It's, you know, can't be. It's voodoo of some kind, I imagine. <laughs> Probably voodoo. Phone call comes through. It's Smithers from the morgue. It's an old flamer, Rogers. While they're on the way down to see Smithers at the morgue, Doug happens to say, Hey, Roger, do you ever think about celebrating a death day? You could have a death day party. You could get real ripped with all your buddies, get some drink and some pizza. He reminds me of Andrew Dice Clay in this film. (laughs) Yes, he does. Because he's just like a proper meathead. (laughs) Rebecca Smithers, an ex of Rogers... She shows her the bodies of the punks, and she's like, there's something very strange about these punks. And they say, well, they, they're dead, right? <laughs> and he says, yeah, not that. Pulls the sheet off a punk, and Doug says, I don't think there's going to be enough of these guys left to examine. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and she says... <laughs> That's in the whole way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You're it's... not going to do this the entire time, no, no. are you? Because... <laughs> He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so she, she points out that uh, down the middle of the bodies, they've been stitched up. And she said, oh, is that, f- is, is that from an operation? And she says, no, lads. I recognise these fellas. I took a picture of them. They were here two weeks ago. I did the autopsy. This is what happens when you scoop a man out. There's nothing in there. While all this is going on, Dr. McNabb enters and says, well, we all make mistakes. And she says, I'm not stupid. They were definitely dead last week. And he's like, well, they clearly weren't. Were clearly they? weren't. Yeah. You clearly scooped all the organs out for nothing. McNabb. No one makes a big deal of that, by the way. No. But he's just like, you. clearly you, they weren't alive. Come on. You silly Think cow. about it, Rebecca. <laughs> she does go to think about it in her office with fake fish. She doesn't believe in having real fish for some reason. Because they die. Yeah. Rebecca says to Roger, you do believe me about the bodies, don't you? And Roger says, yes. And he's, but there, was there anything strange about those two guys? And she said, what? Apart from the fact that they got up and walked on out of here. He says, yeah, we've covered that. <laughs> he said, I found, she, I found a large amount of a drug used in bacterial infections called, I can't, sulfithatazor. Sulfithatazor, so some made up shit. And it comes from a place called Dante's Pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> they recently purchased 50 kilos cooked at Dante's Pharmacy. Let's go check this place out. Yeah, go check it out. Our heroes arrive. At this point, the film's just... Just ticking along. Ticking along nicely, yeah, ticking isn't along. it? Just like a nice little crime drama at the minute. This is a really good film. Yeah. Go to the <laughs> office. Good afternoon, Detectives Mortis and Bigelow. They say to the uh, doorman, but he just ignores them because he's reading the porno. Because he's a douche. And he said, and Doug says, sorry to interrupt your erection, pal, but I kind of want to speak to the manager here. <laughs> you know what you sound like? <laughs> what? You sound like Jigsaw. Jigsaw, yes. <laughs> and he says, Miss James to the front jet desk. Miss James, Miss Randy James, our heroes say, we're interested in the 50 kilos of weird drugs that you, what, what are you buying it for? What's it for? And she says, oh, it's for all sorts of stuff we make, like toiletries and stuff here, the things that people don't want to talk about, you know. And Doug says, what, like uh, tablets for crabs and shit like that? (laughs) (laughs) And she says, yeah, basically, yeah. That's what I was trying to be subtle about. He's so awful. And he says, oh, by the way, do you know where these zombies? (laughs) As well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> by the way, by the way, do you do you know any zombies? Yeah. Do you know any stiffs? Would you like to? Uh, would you? Li- <laughs> well, no, that's all in next week's film. <laughs> they said that they use it for antiseptic, a herb, a herbal skin ointment, and they're. While she's showing them around, she said, they, they notice a room labelled the asphyxiation room. And they say, what's that? And they say, oh, well, unfortunately, we test <laughs> all this stuff. A gimp mask. We, <laughs> we test all this stuff on animals, and uh, when we want to kill them, we just put them in this room and suffocate them. Gimp mask and it's six... Yeah. I feel there's some weird BDSM undercurrent to this Well, film. maybe, yeah. Someone involved in this was just trying to sneak their fucked up shit in mm. while they're looking around the uh, the room next to it, next to the asphyxiation room, there's a door that says uh, "Danger! Don't go in! Don't go in, Bab!" And Doug's like, "What's in here?" She just says, "Oh, toxic waste stuff." Doug now pretends he needs a lick. I need a lick. It's almost like my teeth are floating in here. <laughs> he pretends to go for a wee. <laughs> he says, um, "says uh, Can you point me to the, the you know the little boy room?" I need a poopy right need here. A, I need a poopy. I need a poopy. Oh dear. <laughs> You need a pee-pee, do you? I need a, what, what am I going to do? I need a pee-pee right here. <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. Do you reckon anyone's ever locked themselves in the asphyxiation room for oh, a wank? Probably. You'd have to get someone to help you out, though, wouldn't you? You couldn't do it on your own. Well, yeah, you need I mean, a safety no, word. You're just there in the room like, Put some on! Put some on! Turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, oh. So yeah, Doug needs a lick, I need a pee-pee. My teeth are floating. And then once they've gone, he sneaks back into the uh, the room. He can't get in, but he jimmies the door open just with a plastic card. <laughs> and it just explodes. This is like that. I love I love these kind of moments in films where yeah. they're like, we need someone We're in. To, we need someone to get from A to B, but we don't know or don't care how they do it. Mm. So he's just gonna go over and do something it just, and it works. It's just basically like a blockbusters card he puts yeah, in the- He just pokes, he literally like so this isn't a lock on a door. No, it's, it's, it's a, a card. Key, it's a keypad. Yeah. And he goes up to the keypad and he pokes it with his card. And it explodes. And it explodes and then he just walks in the room. Yeah. Works every time. <laughs> <laughs> what do they even do to it? I love it. Inside, behind the steel doors of Curiosity Fletch, there is a giant laboratory. Looks a little bit like a TARDIS situation. There is just computers all around the sides and in the middle there is like a massive massive machine on the middle of the machine there is some kind of hulking thing covered in a in a bin bag (laughs) Doug has a look round the lab and he's like oh what's under the sheet here he pulls it aside and what is under the sheet Fletch a fucking three faced street punk monster oh shit yeah (laughs) this big fat man just a big street punk beast there's a big Fat street punk yeah, with three with faces. Three faces. And uh, he's fighting <laughs> that never comes back. Yeah. It never comes back and he's never mentioned again. I was like, who the fuck is this yeah. big fat man? Yeah. With three faces. He has three faces. <laughs> he has three faces. Why does he have three faces? No. <laughs> I mean it looks awesome. It looks amazing, yeah. It's it looks fucking terrific. Three faced zombie man. Yeah. Well, Roger and Dr. Randy are talking in the office and he said, sorry about Doug. Uh, and she says, he's a Neanderthal, he's, yeah, he is a bit. And then bang, bang, they hear shooting from the outside. Dorman stands up with a gun, so Roger just shoots him immediately. He <laughs> <laughs> gets it. results, damn it. He gets results. <laughs> and then he he says, shot the receptionist, but goddamn, he gets results. And he says, excuse me, after he shot him. He just goes, bang, excuse me. 
Doug and the three-faced punk beast are now fighting in the... <laughs> just in the open. And what a fight. Oh, what a fight. What a fight. Hench meathead Doug versus giant three-faced three-faced beast. punk beast. <laughs> Roger comes in to help him. <laughs> it's too ridiculous. Roger comes in to help him and he passes and notice that, notices that there's a dog waiting to die in the asphyxiation room. Oh, no. And he's just there watching the whole thing unfold. During the struggle with the punk beast, Roger gets pushed into the asphyxiation room, trapped, and the timer starts ca- counting down. While he's trapped in there, dog is fighting the three-faced beast yeah. with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> smashing its three faces in. Yeah, he pulls his gun out, but three-faced punk beast knocks it out of his hand. Knocks it out of his hand, yeah. So, while Roger's stuck in the room, and the air is slowly being sucked out, you see a little sneaky hand. (laughs) A a a gloved hand. hand Come up and press the decompression button, and then Roger just... He dies. In front of... He's he's dying. He Uh, shares a look with the dog, and then slides down the glass. Fucking... He's he's at the thing, like, help me! Help me, Andrew Dice Clay! (laughs) And he fucking... So he beats the shit out of the three-faced punk beast. And tries to save he him. He smashes it down. And then he drops the fire extinguisher on the floor and he walks over to the glass door and he starts, starts trying to punch it. Hands. And it's like... you. And behind him on the floor is a fire extinguisher and a gun. And he can't work out how to break the door open. Yeah. It's his fault his friend is dead. Yeah. This is his fault. Well, he was literally too <laughs> stupid to just shoot it, <laughs> to just fucking break a window. Like he had a lot on his mind. He was he's being literally he's, by a three-faced beast. Yeah, he's a giant dumb meathead that doesn't. Who's too stupid to break things? Like that's the only good thing. Uh, what well, I do, punch you. Yeah, I just do some punching. Yeah, I'll just punch it. I'll do punching here. Yeah. He's the he's the fucking. You know when you've been on a night out and you see a bloke punch a cash machine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's him. Doug. Yeah, Doug's the kind of bloke who breaks his hand punching a cash machine. Well, he's very upset about the fact that he's killed his friend in the asphyxiation room. Smithers turns up and he tells she tells he, Smithers I bet, turns I bet up. I own there's loads of holes in his drywall. Yeah, where he's been punching it, punching it, punch a hole in the drywall because my my football team is losing. He's that guy. Smithers is there. She says, "What's happened to Roger?" Doug tells her what's happened. He died like a dog. He died like a dog in there. And she says, I have to see him. She says, what happened here, Doug? And she says, he says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Three-faced beast. And uh, she says, try me. So she, so he shows her the lab, because they're still at the lab. Yeah. And they, she works out this, this thing in the middle. Fletch, it's a fucking resurrection machine. It looks, do you know what it looks like? TARDIS. No, because in the middle, it's got this big, like... Upside down cone thing yeah. with spikes sticking out of it. It looks like one of those big things you put on the end of your hair dryer to <laughs> yeah. to dry your long hair. <laughs> to, to give your hair volume. Yeah. It does, yeah. <laughs> a volumizer. That's what I thought it looked like. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've So if you're wondering what it, you, looks like, it looks like, yeah, it looks like the end of a hairdryer. My mum used to have one of them. A yeah. bab a babelis. Yeah. It make it make the hairdryer look more like a ray gun. Yeah, so that's why. So when you're a kid, you're like, pow. Yeah, great days, great days. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fucking resurrection machine. She has a bit of a plippity plop on the computer and goes, "Fucking dog, do you know what this is? They've invented something to bring people back from the dead." So this machine is really intuitive as well because it's just like. It tells you everything to do on the they screen. Put, yeah, and they go, right, let's stick Roger on it. They put Roger on it, and it's like, oh, this is Roger. He died of uh, <laughs> in a, asphyxiation. 
I'll sort him right out. Press the button, bosh. And then they jiggle him full of electricity and he comes back to life. <laughs> hey! Hey! And he's fine. He says he feels better than ever. Roger lives. That is pretty much the reaction as well. Yeah. He gets back like, up and goes like, hey! Hey! You're alive! He says, it's great to be alive, yeah. McNabb comes in and just goes, Mortis, I thought you were dead! And he's like, well, I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ah, more, more, uh, Mortis. You just noticed. Rick, Ro- Rigor Mortis. Yeah. Is that his Roger Mort? Oh. Smithers asks, what's the last thing you remember? <laughs> and he says, I remember the three-faced beast. And then I blacked out, basically. And McNabb says, well, this has happened before people waking up. We thought they were dead, and they're not. So this has happened before. And she said, it, Smithers go, he was a, he's been dead for an hour. He's going, what? An hour? That's ridiculous. Look, give us a stealth go, ha- Hang on a minute. No heartbeat, Fletch. This fella is the walking dead. He's zombie. He's zombie Roger. Dr. McNabb checks and he says oh, he's faking it. He's clearly faking the fact that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I want Mortis in the lab for more tests. And they say he doesn't need any tests. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Roger then cuts his arm, but he doesn't brilliantly bleed. He's full of, like, magic. He... he... Glitters. Glitters like a twilight uh, vampire on the inside. So he's full of magic. We're all twilight vampires. He's full of death magic. Smithers tells him, your body will die in 12 hours. And he says, 12 hours. And then what will happen? He says, she says, it's basically going to turn into an organic stew. So you need to come back to the lab. It's going to melt. Yeah. He says, the most important thing I do today is find out who did this to me. Roger is starting to rot a bit by this point. Uh, and, uh, what, already? Yeah, it's like straight away. He's like, his lips go, don't they? So they have to go and get some lipstick on the way. <laughs> why does he put lipstick yeah. on? They get to uh, Miss James. Why does he put lipstick on in front of his meathead jock friend? He's just clearly going to be like, okay. <laughs> Which he does. Which he does, yeah. Profusely. They get to uh, Miss James's house just in time. They get to um, Dr. Randy's house just in time and she's about to do a runner. They say, Miss James, I got locked in that room and some nutcase decompressed me. <laughs> All I want to do is find him. And she says, I can't help you. Doug then searches Doug, um, Dr. James's bag and finds a VHS tape. So he's like, there must be a screen around here. Puts it in. Fucking, who's on the screen? Vincent Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent Price is in this film. <laughs> Vincent Price is in bed and he says, Princess, this may be the last time I talk to you. I'm Vincent Price. I was thinking about Vincent Price, right? And I feel like Alan Rickman is just... Copying him. Yeah. Alan Rickman is just like the new Vincent Price. Yeah. New Price. But now he's dead, so we need another Vincent Price. We'll get one later. I feel like every generation needs its own Vincent Price. Who will be this, this generation? Who will be the next Vincent Price? We should do Star Search! <laughs> Vincent Price is on the telly. He says, there's things I needed to tell you about. But it's too late, Fletch. Before he gets a chance to tell her anything, the windows get blown open and two fucking zombie punks come in. More zombie punks. More zombie punks. Break in through the windows with guns. Here was my question at this point, right? Yeah. Because he's, he's falling apart and he's dying. He's like, you're going to die in like 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're just going, and they're just resurrecting people yeah. throughout. Willy nilly. All the time. They must be doing it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, there's because there's more punks, and there's, these, <laughs> there's all these... But they're bringing them back to life, 
and they've got 12 hours to explain to these people that they've, got to go and they've find been brought back to life and you need to rob this bank for me. Go, 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 get out. <laughs> Put on this skin mask and go. go. <laughs> they must, like, Don't they stop must be them. just <laughs> rushing them out the door. Okay, right. You've just been brought back to life, okay? I need you to kill. Take this Uzi and go to this address and shoot these two policemen. Go! Go, go. <laughs> But these zombies are proper fucked up. So these are like proper zombies, aren't they? They're all manky. Proper. Okay, so maybe it took a few hours for yeah, them these, to get these them must to come be around. The these are like, why? I'm, I'm rotting! I'm rotting! Come like, on. just go to the house! There must have been so much explaining. Yeah. In such little time. Such little time. The zombie street punks shoot the place up. Now, don't forget, Roger can't die. And he gets absolutely battered with bullets. Yeah. Sprayed with bullets. Yeah. How has Roger lived this long? <laughs> I don't know. He, I think, I think this keep... might be one of their first kind of capers yeah. as a buddy cop team. Because Roger dies immediately. Yeah, he would have just died. Yeah. So these guys are basically, you know, all they're like uh, lethal weapon and bad boys and stuff. Yeah, these are these that. are the guys who just died in the first adventure that, they had. <laughs> or would have <laughs> if, if it wasn't if the wasn't... zombie machine. <laughs> yeah, he keeps getting shot, and they trick the zombies. How they trick the zombies is, don't forget, Roger can't breathe, hides in the swimming pool. Yeah. Duck hides in the shed. <laughs> hides in the shed. <laughs> the, the zombie sees Doug's hidden in the shed and he pulls him out pulls him out the door and they have a fight and Doug just dick punches him loads of times oh my god <laughs> he just kneels down and he fully goes for it how many times does he punch him in the dick Roger then <laughs> he's like a boxer just <laughs> kind of throwing lefts and rights into this guy's zombie dick. dick and he's just going <laughs> Roger remember, can't, can't, doesn't breathe Hiding in a swimming pool, the zombie's like going, I think there's someone in that swimming pool. Roger jumps out and then wrestles him in the swimming pool and then gets out and conveniently there's a stereo plugged in with an extension lead. <laughs> Who's doing that? That it's is just a, some music on. Yeah. Some more, chucks more public domain rock. It just chucks it in. And uh, then Doug spears the other one with the uh, with the garden umbrella. <laughs> Unfortunately, not in his dick. No, not in his dick. But it looks like somebody wants Randy dead. She says, why? I why? She says, I don't know. I just do the PR. <laughs> <laughs> the video comes back on and uh, it's Vincent Price. And they go, oh, fucking hell, yeah, Vincent Price. I forgot about that. He said, I know him. Isn't that Vincent Price? Didn't he die like two weeks ago? And she said, yes, he was my father. He died two weeks ago. Miss James, we really need your help. And she says, well... I'm his name's Arthur Loudermilk. Arthur Loudermilk. <laughs> Which is the best made-up posh guy name ever. She tells him that uh, Dante Pharmacy was his basically his think tank. They did whatever he wanted, researched whatever he did, like all sorts of stuff. Crazy things, normal things, uh, <laughs> zombie machines for one. And they say, so your father greenlit the fucking zombie machine? And she said, no, he wouldn't do anything like that. I did, however, deliver a lot of drugs to a man in Chinatown. <laughs> so they're like, Why is she... She's the PR woman. Why is she delivering drugs to people in yeah. Chinatown? So they're like, right, get in the car. She's like, this is probably all above board. Yeah. 
you uh, you know, get in the car, we're going. You're coming with us to Chinatown. Show us who this fella is, and we'll go in. We'll we'll see where this adventure leads us. <laughs> Roger's cleaning himself up. His hair's falling out. He's rotting. He has a vision of himself as a zombie in the mirror. Because oh, he opens, he does the old opening the uh, mirrored cabinet. And close it. You know what? Yeah. That horror trait of looking at yourself in the mirror, opening the cabinet and closing it again, mm-hmm. and there being a jump scare, is so ubiquitous and horrifying. Know, you know what's going to happen there, but it still makes you go... <laughs> well, it's, it's so ubiquitous that I can't even do it. No, there used to be like at my mum's house. There was a there was a cabinet in the bathroom with a window, like yeah. a window a mirror on it, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do it. I'd open it, get some out, and be like, right, and right. just walk no, away. <laughs> <laughs> just walk away from it. And she had a shower curtain as well. They're the worst. You can't open shower curtains. I must admit, sometimes when I go in and I know there's nobody else in the house, and the shower curtain's closed in the bathroom, I'm like. The fuck's in the bath. Yeah, you got it. Like, so what you've got to do, right? The trick is yeah. keep your mirror cabinet open and positioned in a way so that you can see what's behind your shower curtain so you can see there's no one behind there. Yeah, use your enemy. And that is how you keep your bathroom jump scare free. Cool. Noted. Let's take a trip to Chinatown, Fletch. They pop into it. I love this. This is the best bit in the film. This is possibly the best bit. And this might have been the best bit of... I was howling. This is insane. This This is is brilliant. I think this might be the best scene of the series so far. It's really good. So they go to the the place that's been buying all these drugs. And it turns out it's the old man from Gremlins that's been buying it. It's the old man (laughs) from Gremlins. But he looks young. It's Kato. He's the original Kato, you know. Oh, is he? Yeah, before Bruce Lee. And a big burly fella. Professor Tanaka. Professor Tanaka, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what we got? We've got someone from Gremlins. And we've got a wrestler. Yep. This is ticking all the boxes right now. He's just chopping up ducks. And then he chops up their warrant card as well, doesn't he? And they say, look, uh, Gremlins, what's going on? What do you need all these drugs for? He says, ah, Miss James, always a pleasure to see you. He says, we're looking for the man who orders all the drugs from Dante Pharmacy. And he says, well, you have found him. How can I help? He says, what does Dante send you? And the big guy raises his cleaver. He says, nothing important. And Doug says, look, if your big friend there makes one more move, he's dead meat. (laughs) And the man says, ah, life and death are both expressions of the same eternal spirit. Let me demonstrate! And he turns on a magic lamp (laughs) that sends lightning all around the shop and it brings all the meat in the shop to life. I don't understand the setup here. No, because he just... (laughs) Why? Why is... Why? Why why do they have... So so the the hairdryer machine that brought uh, Roger back to life... Yeah. They've got one... They've got one in, in the butchers. They've got one in the ceiling of this... Chinese butchers. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think... It, I don't know. What, who's he bringing also, back to why life? why two-time WWF tag team champion with Mr. Fuji, Professor Tanaka, there? Well, he's not there for very long. He gets shot up. But, uh, yeah, Gremlins and Mr. Tanaka do, do a runner. Mr. Tanaka gets shot, but the lightning comes forth from the lamp, Fletch, and it resurrects all the dogs. <laughs> he shoots... He fucking shoots Professor Tanaka. Doug shoots him. 
Yeah. And he goes, bah! and he yeah. dies. <laughs> and, he, and like, Roger's just like, well, I guess they're not all zombies. Yeah, that's what he says, they're not all zombies. And then... <laughs> Wouldn't that have been cool, though? Why wasn't Professor Tanaka a fucking badass zombie? HS zombie. Did they not have time for him? They were like, we're going to have to just kill him off, so just make him a person. Maybe he had maybe he had to go. He's maybe, like maybe. maybe he had wrestling stuff to do. It's alright, he had backup. He had backup in the form of a barbecued pig. Doug fights a pig. Roger fights a steak. Roger's fighting. He has a steak <laughs> on his face. <laughs> and um, And all the ducks are quacking. Yeah, the barbecued ducks are attacking Randy. And the chicken wings in the fryer start flapping. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. The fish. All the fish Oh it's great. And then just when they think it's all over, boom, 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 the fridge door opens and it's a fucking zombie cow. (laughs) And it's all like... It's a zombie cow carcass with no head and no feet that's been cut open. It's just, it's just big cow ribs. And it just comes out and fights dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god it looks so good though it looks amazing it, they, it's so imagine funny. making there's clearly somebody in there rocking it about <laughs> yeah. imagine if that was your job for a film this film is hilarious it's brilliant fucking brilliant that was, this scene alone is worth watching the film for it is there's like ducks quacking all over the place there's one in a, in a in like in a pan and a duck in a pan that's just quacking so duck shoots its head off <laughs> Oh. Oh, they shoot the light and the animals stop fighting. The, the, the cow's just left there twitching on the floor. They smack a meat hook in its back. Yeah, and pull it over. And it moves from not... <laughs> even though it's not got a head. It moves and, it moves and starts kicking its legs. Oh, it's brilliant. Randy says to Roger, are you hurt? And he says, lady, I'm fucking dead. Also, I think all of those jokes land as well. Yeah, yeah. It is genuinely funny because he's he's constantly making these like "fuck it, I'm dead" jokes. Yeah, and they're always funny. Right, they find in the lab next to the electro zombie duck head that's just connected <laughs> on the table. It's like um, it's like a little woodworking project, mm. but with a duck head. With a duck head that's just quacking. <laughs> Uh, Roger finds a list of dates and initials. What does it mean? I tell you what it is, Fletch. It's a list of death dates, starting with Vincent Price's on there. And they're like, it's fucking, it's, it's obvious. Vincent Price, death date. That's it. So they get in the car. They stitch up Roger's leg in the car. Dead rich people. Yeah, a bunch of dead rich people. They go to the library to find out who these people are because the internet wasn't a thing in 1988. <laughs> the library. First up on the list is the, the, blue, the, library. the the blue jean king. He's dead. The microchip wizard. He's dead. <laughs> They're all, all dead rich folk. Friends. These all sound like songs by The Who. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like Vic, Vincent Price was one of the victims because they think it's a list of victims here. Right. Roger now has an existential nightmare about being dead because he hasn't had an obituary. And, he and he's not had a moment to reflect No, yet. and he just freaks out in the library... It says, Roger Mortis. Here lies Roger Mortis, a man who always thought he would go out in a blaze of glory. Which he did, so I don't know what he's fucking bothered about. He freaks out in the library and he's like, I can't live a lifetime in six hours, Doug. And Doug says, hey, remember training? What they said to you? Said, you can't be a good cop if you're a dead cop. So why don't you prove him wrong, here, Raj? Prove him wrong and be both. Be both. A good, be a good cop, cop and a dead and cop. And a dead cop. So they go to see Becky back at the lab. Becky has like a, a, 
Becky has this, oh yeah, Becky and Randy face to face and they have a sass off, don't they? Both of the women in Roger's life. She's like, who's, who's that? I mean, Be- I don't know why they're fighting over him. No, because I mean, he's, he's a zombie he's now. He's a dead man. Zombie yeah. sexy? Well, they can be. Are there such thing as a sexy zombie? There is a film called Porn oh, wait, of the Dead. Wait, Porn of the Dead? Porn of the Dead. Oh, I wrote a script called Porn of the Dead. It's on the internet. It never got made, though. Oh, it did. Well, no, there is a film called <laughs> Porn of the Dead. My one was a working title, because mm-hmm. I, I went online and I found there was obviously a porn parody, because porn. there's a porn parody of everything. Yeah. But I'm answering my own question here, Sexy Zombies... Do you know who was cast in this film, but was deleted? Lena Quigley. Oh! Lena the Quigley screen, was... The scream queen herself. She was uh, cast in this film as zombie go-go dancer, and it was cut from the film. That is a crime. Yeah. That is a crime. So Don't you, cut... missed, you missed out on some Lena Quigley. Don't cut Quiggers. Never cut Quiggers. Quiggers not in this film. And I looked and looked and looked... I Look spent my quiggers. entire night shift looking, looking, for, looking for the deleted Quiggers scene. Can't doesn't exist. It. Ladies and gentlemen, we assume you know who Quiggers is if you're, watching, if you're listening to this podcast. Any horror fan yeah. uh, we worth found, salt knows who Lena Quigley is. We found Quiggers' um, keep, uh, keep Fit video from the, from the 80s. Uh, Fletch watched the whole thing. You work up a sweat when you're watching that, Fletch, did you? That's why I'm in such great shape. Right, okay. The Quiggers workout. Becky's got some news. She examines Roger and she says, look, you're a fucking mess, mate. You are falling falling to bits. Since you've died, you've been cooling off and you've only got about three hours left. Now, Becky thinks that she can prolong the death. Well, the death, yeah, the rotting, basically. But Roger says, no, I've got to do it today. Our heroes split up. Roger and Randy are going to check out Vincent Price's grave. But when they get to the grave, it's a fucking... Massive, like, mausoleum with a phone in it and everything. Yeah, there's a phone and there's, a, like, a lamp in there that's yeah. still on. It's just a living room. Yeah. But before they go, they see Dr. McNabb. He drives past... Is that a thing? I don't know. Do rich people have just telephones and shit? It must be, yeah. It must have a house that they... The house of the dead. Do rich people do that? Rich people are so weird. Crazy. Man. In case you need to ring someone. Yeah. In case, so, case someone, I'm just visiting uh, Vincent Price, uh, I need to make a quick business call. Yeah, business. Dr. McNabb sees them as they're passing. He's going, oh, I thought you were going to come in for your autopsy tomorrow. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not here to see you. I'm here to see Randy. And then as he drives away... Smithers. Smithers, sorry. Getting the names mixed Sorry, I am, yeah. As he drives away, he notices his number plate. Body guy. So you know he's a douche. Yeah, he's a douche. So yeah, as we were saying, they go to uh, Vincent Price's grave, but it's not a grave, it's a fucking house. <laughs> it's, and he's, it's, a mo- it's a necropolis. Yeah, it is, it's fucking massive. And they break in, there's a phone in it, there's a lamp, and on the lamp there is a clue. A series of numbers is left on the lamp. They see this, is, looks, looks like he's left as a clue. Yeah. Yeah. A series of numbers. I wonder how that's going to come into play. The series of numbers. I wonder who wrote it there and why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's never explained either, <laughs> is it? When they return home, the TV's on in the house. They say, oh, Doug must have left the TV on. He did leave the TV on. He watched it as he died in a fish tank. Not Doug! Doug's dead, baby. Not Doug! Doug's gone. Not Andrew Dice Doug! Doug is dead, baby. What am I, what am I doing? I'm drowning in a fucking fish tank, man. Ah. Oh. I drowned him in a fish tank. I was gutted. Everyone was gutted when Doug died. I was fucking gutted when Doug died. Randy takes a shower. 
to uh, because 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 you know four reasons. Yeah. Oh, he's Doug's dead. I'm going to use his shower. Yeah, go and go for a shower. So Roger goes in. He sorts out Doug, and he's like, "Why? Why, Doug? Why did this happen?" And he pops in to see Randy in the bathroom, and he's like, "I've sorted out Doug. We'll have to. We'll you know, it'll be okay." But he is totally dead. I haven't been perfectly honest with you, Roger. I told you Vincent Price was my father, but he was not my father. He met me when I was in hospital. I was all fucked up on drugs, Roger. I was all fucked up. He was my benefactor. He was my benefactor. He lied to me. And she puts his hand, puts her hand up and it's all manky fletch. And, and he's like, what, what? Oh yeah, when I was in hospital, Rog. <gasps> I was dead. And then she begins to rot before his very eyes. <laughs> this and is awesome. And she just melts, doesn't she? She melts in front of him. <laughs> just for, like Her body like... Melts. Just goes all melty and shit. It looks like the body, the zombie girlfriend from Evil Dead 2. Mm. It looks like her body. Her arm clips off first, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then half of her face melts. And then oh, yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, Roger. And then her head just goes, boop, pops. And then it turns upside down. And then the skull says, I'm sorry, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I have questions. I have questions, okay. Okay. So what so le- so what we know is Roger's got twelve hours of We've being a zombie yeah. before he falls apart. Yeah. He's got I mean in the library earlier we found out that he has He's got a couple of hours, hours left. left. About, he's about halfway through his mission. At this point, how many hours do we have left? I'd say he's probably got about two hours an hour. Two, two hours. hours to an hour. He's so really peaky. That he's got like the com- complexion of a frog. He's got two hours left. Yeah. That yeah. implies that she was resurrected two hours before him because she's just fell apart now. So she was resurrected two hours before him, given a PR job, made the delivery <laughs> to those fucking dudes in Chinatown and then met them at the fucking thing. The whole shootout thing happened with the three-faced street punk beast. Yeah. And then they resurrected him. She's been, she, she was probably alive. She was probably been back from the dead for like, maybe like... Two hours. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, it doesn't explain. It doesn't explain. So it, she just... No, they, she was brought back to life. There are no rules in this. There's it's literally no Within two rules. hours, they explain to her that she's been brought back from the dead. And, and you're going to work on this job. PR thing. You need to deliver these drugs to these guys in Chinatown. Like, she's done all of this. Also, Brandon. you need to keep it all to yourself. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And she's gone, okay. Yeah. Now, Roger is gutted. His best mate's dead. His girlfriend's just melted in front of his very eyes. He gets to, he sits down at the phone. He's like, I'm going to call Becky. He tries to get through to Becky, but there's no answer. And as he's bashing away at the keys, he notices the numbers on his like, Hang on a minute. <gasps> the numbers. So he writes it down and he works out that the code left on the lamp, Fletch, was body guy. Where did we see that before? The, the douche number plate. The douche number plate, that's right. Dr. McNabb is bad. Someone thought, I'm going to note down that number plate. But in a code. In a code, in blood, on the inside of a lampshade, just for later. Just so yeah. I can remember it. In this death house that nobody's coming in. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Just, just breeze There past are it. no rules in this film. Just breeze past no, it. Okay. Roger goes to see goes to see uh, McNabb at the morgue, goes to confront him. And now Roger is totally fucking rotten now. There's bits falling off him and all sorts. And he says, Roger, what are you doing here? And he says, I'll tell you what I'm doing here, mate. You killed me. You killed Doug. Maybe you didn't kill Randy. But you could have 
Give it the common decency to stay dead. Yeah. Yeah. It means fucking it means business, business now. This is the proper, this is the bit where, this is in a murder she wrote where it all comes unraveling. <laughs> Did you like, compare this yeah. to murder she wrote? What are you talking about? It says revenge, McNabb, and you're on the receiving end of it. But I was here to help you, Roger. He says, I don't think so. Vincent Price built a machine and you've been trying you've been trying it out, haven't you? Making criminals, street punks, going out robbing people. He says, that's absurd. Your brain is clearly rotting. That's what happens when we bring people back from the dead. They go, you know, stupid. You would know, McDowell. But Vincent Price left me a coded message in a lamp in his death house and it spelt out your number plate. McNabb reaches for the phone. Bang! Roger shoots it and he says, McNabb, my mind has never been sharper and neither has my aim. And McNabb says, cool son of a bitch. Cool line. Yeah. So he says, you've been bricking people up and taking their money. That's what you've been doing, isn't it, you bad doctor man? And he says, so when you resurrected those robbers, you needed to test it, that they worked, that it, that it worked. So you sent them out to do some robbing. I stumbled across your plan, so you had me killed. You pressed the button in the decompression room, didn't you? Just at that point, Gremlins turns up with two zombie henchmen. Oh yeah, this guy's back. Yeah. Why didn't he, why didn't he bring back fucking Tanaka? He's dead. I would have resurrected him. <laughs> Brings back with two different zombie henchmen. And he says, uh, how, how would you wish this man be killed? And they lock him in the back of an ambulance with his dead friend. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, they've killed... They've killed... Smithers. Smithers. Yeah. She's just died off She's screen. Dead. Yeah, they just killed her. Oh. So they lock her in there. And he says, you've got about 45 minutes left until you rot. <laughs> There's 45 minutes left. Yeah, so they're just gonna, the plan is they're just going to leave him in an ambulance until he explodes. <laughs> Until he melts. Until he melts, yeah. Alright. Roger, trapped in the ambulance, thinks, what am I going to do? He decides, hang on, handbrake. He knocks the handbrake off. He rocks the ambulance and pushes it into traffic. It rolls down a hill. It hits a caravan quite slowly, then explodes! (laughs) The police turn up within seconds. They've already put Roger in a body bag because there is a body bag on a gurney. It unzips itself from the inside. Roger gets out of it now. He has only got half a face. He's mangled. All mangled. Kind of like the Terminator. Yeah, and he's like all... He looks all 80s. Very 80s, doesn't he? <laughs> and the, the ambulance man's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And a policeman comes over and pulls a gun on him. And he says, uh, Detective Martis, homicide. <laughs> I'm going to need your gun. And the guy says, You're a cop <laughs> Yeah. And he rides off on his motorbike to sort the situation out at Dante's pharmacy. So he steals a policeman motorbike? Yeah, he does, yeah. Like Terminator 2. Now, at Dante's pharmacy, McNabb has got a room full of rich bastards who want to live forever. Vincent Price is still alive, Fletch. He's been behind this the whole fucking time. So what, did he fake his own death? Or has he been resurrected? He was resurrected on the machine itself. And he comes out and gives them all a lecture and he says, Friends! So, can you live for longer than 12 hours then? Let's just, let's go past Is that. Is there a way of making it permanent? Friends! How nice to see you again! And an old man says, But I saw you buried! He said, The man in the grave was a volunteer selected by Mr. McNabb. Oh, so it was fake? Yeah. Roger races to Dante's. Now, Vincent Price is putting on the, sh- is going to show the rich people how it works. He's got a body. On the resurrection machine. So why did Vincent Price fake his own death? 
<laughs> if he's just going to come back from the dead. Yeah, he's just like, I'm not dead. In true Vincent Price fashion, I'm not really dead. <laughs> and then he, and then he's like, I'm going to sell you this thing. It can bring people back from the dead. Mm. Yeah. Why did he fake? Why did he fake his death? I don't know. Can't he just stay alive and pitch this to people? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's the. Well, he's going to show him a test anyway. He says poor people were supposed to die, but the same rules do not apply to the rich. God wants us to live forever. That's, that's God what. wants us to live forever, and even if he doesn't, we, we can, can pay, pay him off. <laughs> now Roger turns up, he smashes through the window, jumps through, jumps off the motorbike and takes out all of the security guard. There's a oh, the zombie shootout. When he's shooting... Oh the, my God. Like, so he shoots all the live ones dead, and then he starts shooting another one, but he doesn't go down. So as we know already, there's this, zombie, he zombie must man. be a zombie one. So, so they just stand face to face... And just unload bullets into each other <laughs> until one of them drops. <laughs> yeah. That's the most manliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. They just stand face to face and shoot each other in the stomach. Yeah, that's it. And eventually, just plips down. That's that's how you that's how you sort of settle all, all of your problems. It right? is. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know when I have a fight, I never defend myself. Like you always fight by just punching each other until the other one cries. And you go, "That's it, mate. You've had enough." That's what you do. That's that's how Doug fights. He just punches people in the dick and then allows them to punch them him in the dick and just until one of them fucking stops. Well, it's the Roger, true measure of a man. Roger manages manages to get into this theatre of rich bastardry in the middle. The rich people run out. He's left with McNab and he says, "You're dead, McNab. You're dead, meat." McNab turns on the machine. The corpse on the machine. Was Doug. <gasps> Doug! Oh, God. And he says, but he imparts another rule here. He says he was dead for too long. He's brain dead. He can't understand you. We can only understand me. And he just says, kill him, Doug. Hold on a second. Roger was dead for an hour and he was yeah. brought back to life. He was fine. And his brain was okay. Yeah. So that would mean that Doug was dead for longer than an hour. Yeah. When Doug died, Roger had two hours left, we thought. You'd, you're in... You're in you're going to solve the maths of this, aren't you, Fletcher? He's, he had two hours left, didn't he? <laughs> it was 45 minutes. Okay, right, so, yeah. He's only got about 45 minutes well, he had minutes 45 left. minutes left. So that means Doug was dead for an hour and 15 minutes. So if they left Roger dead for a further 15 minutes, his brain would have been okay. gone. Well, he turns on the machine. Doug comes to life. And the he says, che- like... The maths checks out. Yeah, he says, kill Roger. Kill Roger. And then he picks Roger up and he's choking him, which is pointless because he's already dead. And Roger says, Doug, remember the death day? We said when we both died, we were going to have a pie. We we're going to get ripped and have pizza. And he was like, Roger, is that you? And he turns around and he says, hey, he was going to make me hurt you. He mentioned do time to him. Yeah. He's and like, that brought him back. He was like, do time? Do time? Do time. The power of do time. The power of do time compelled him to come back to life. Just, and he's like, that guy told me to hurt you. I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> oh, he's my favourite. He's my favourite guy. Yeah. McNabb tries to shoot our heroes and then basically shoots himself with an Uzi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is badass. Yeah, this is it. Shoots himself with an Uzi. And then Roger goes, you cheated me. McNabb. 
for, and then they go, hang on a minute, mate, resurrection machine there. We can bring him, him back to life. Pop him on that. So they bring him back to life so that they can kill him. <laughs> that is so badass. Yeah. That is the most, they resurrected him so they could kill him. Yeah. That is so badass. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, <laughs> I, that is the coolest thing <laughs> yeah. to do to your enemies. Bring him back to life. Resurrect them so you can kill them. Yeah. Like, that is... That's I, it. I can't. It's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. Let's get past it. That's it. And I then, can't get past it. No. They this leave. whole time as well, Vincent Price is <laughs> cowering <laughs> in the corner. He's cowering in the corner like, no. 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 <laughs> I can give you money. You can live forever. And they they just... resurrected Vincent Price, yeah. and he was Adam Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave Vincent Price in there. The the uh, the lab explodes, and they go, "Hey, this is the end of a beautiful friendship." And they walk through the door into heaven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, and that's there's it. just loads of dry ice, and they walk through a door into heaven. And then uh, he says, "Hey, Roger, maybe I want to come back." It's the seat on a girl's bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Roger's like, you're a douchebag. Yeah, and then they go to heaven, and that's the end. They walk away into heaven. That's beautiful. They, they turn up at this place and murder everyone. <laughs> and they go to heaven. And they fucking kill... They resurrect a bloke so they can murder <laughs> him. <laughs> So then, Fletch, that's it. Dead Heat, 1988. What did you think to that? Oh, I enjoyed that. It was really good. I, I, that was my one of my favourites for a while. If yeah. Alone for the butcher scene. <laughs> the, the, the market, the shop scene was the best. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like you said. If there's any reason to watch this film, that is it. That is it, for the cow fight. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. It's yeah. genuinely funny. All the jokes land. It's what happens when people who know funny... Do it properly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They know how to make... They know how to make horror. Mm. And they know how to make comedy. And they know how to make action, even. Yeah, because it's quite... It's quite a lot of action. It's got the, the genuine... It's, yeah. It's got like, a bit of everything, this one. Yeah. You watch a lot of, like, genre crossovers, don't you? Mm. Where they're clearly leaning to one more than the other. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Die Hard earlier, which is yeah. funny. And it's got a lot of jokes in it. But it's, but it's an action. It's film. an action film. This is. I think this one is akin to Never Too Young to Die in that it's it ticks a lot of boxes for us. This is perfect super tap. It's good tap. Good but tap. The difference between that and Never Too Young to Die is this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> this is watchable. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I'd never heard of this film before we did it. I'd heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd never got around to watching it. I think I vaguely remember the the VHS cover. Yeah, I remember the the poster to it. With them looking spooked and they yeah. had like a badge on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But yeah, I'd, um, I'd never never seen it until until last week. So I found it on the, on the YouTube. This one is on the YouTube. I know we said we're going to start doing stuff that isn't on YouTube, but we've just done everything. It is currently on YouTube. On YouTube. So, yeah. You enjoyed that one. Stars. That was excellent. That's, that's in the top. That's in the top. It's one of my favourite ones that we've done. Yeah, it is. Considering that's the thing, I'd never heard of it, and it just popped up, and I just, one afternoon, I was like, oh, I'll just put something on from the tap list, because I need to shortlist some films to do for 2020. 
put that on. It was the first one I put on. And it was prime, prime tats, straight out of the bag. And speaking about prime tats straight out of the bag, we're finished for this week. But next week, join us, Fletch, when we're doing an absolute stone-cold classic. I'll join you. What's it for? You're going to join me? You fancy it? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing next Tuesday? Next Tuesday? Come and do a podcast. (laughs) Crying alone. Crying alone? Don't do that, mate. Here, here's a film for you to watch. (gasps) It's Samurai Cop. Could it be? (laughs) Could it be? It is Samurai Cop next week. Super tap. Do it.